Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. a series we've been calling, Why Can't We Just Get Along? And my heart's intention was to preach on that tonight. But all week the Holy Spirit has been stirring me to share a bit of a pastoral word. And uh, I'm going to follow what I believe the Holy Spirit has been asking me to do. And we'll pick that up uh, next week with some important stuff. Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 29, and if one of the technical team can just come on and pull the monitor out a bit, that'll help. Mark chapter 4, 26. To 29. And he was saying, the kingdom of God is like a man who casts seed upon the soil, and he goes to bed at night and gets up by day, and the seed sprouts and grows. How? He himself does not know. The soil produces crops by itself. First the blade, then the head, then the mature grain in the head. When the crop permits, he immediately puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Most scriptural truth is held in tension. And so we've been talking about not quarreling about disputes the last uh, couple of weekends. That seems to us to be tension. There's a dispute. Don't quarrel about it. Tension there. If we've got a dispute, we want to quarrel about it. Don't quarrel about disputes. That's how it works in the kingdom. And we've got another significant uh, tension in, in this portion, and it's rooted in, in a few words. One of the words that sticks out here to me is in verse number 26, the word casts. And casts, uh, according to Thayer's lexicon, is to throw, either with force or without force, yet with purpose or even carelessly. So you throw, you can be throwing hard, you can be throwing not hard, you can be throwing very purposefully, or you can uh, be throwing carelessly. That's what casts means. 
And this story is talking about the kingdom of God being like a man who casts, throws seed. And then there's another interesting phrase which uh, comes up in verse 28 by itself. And it's the Greek word automatos, automatos, I guess it is, automatos, automatos, that it is. And it means automatically, all by itself, without us. And so there's a tension in this story about what the kingdom of God is like and we have to make sure we land in the right place here. Some people say it happens all by itself. It just happens automatically. It happens without us. And absolutely true. The kingdom goes forward without us. It's all by itself. It's automatic. And yet it's not really all by itself because before it's all by itself, there's this man who is doing what? Going out and throwing, either purposely or carelessly, but he's throwing the seed. So it's all by itself with us. There's a tension in the story. Every church needs to decide what kind of a church it's going to be. Some churches push and shove all the time. Come on, work harder, do more. Go, 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 go. We just give more and come more and dig harder, our church will be fine. And then others say, no, 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 no. We just need to sit back and rest in Jesus and something will happen. Attention. What kind of church are we going to be at the neighborhood? I think this story tells us in the kingdom of God, we do our part. We, we, we throw the seed out. But we have to have great confidence that the seed that is thrown out, God is able to look after it. And we don't need to push and shove and cajole and try to get people to accept it or believe it. We do our part and we leave the rest out up to God. So over the last, go back a slide please. Uh, over the last uh, few weeks, the Lord has been speaking to me uh, quite forcefully about some things that we as a church maybe need to be reminded of and 
wasn't really my intention to preach on it, but my times of prayer would not permit me to not preach on it today. So I'm going to obey the Holy Spirit, what I sense the Holy Spirit is saying, and I'm going to clear a bunch of stuff from my phone so I can get where I want to be, go away, go away, come again some other day, and uh, talk about, throw out some stuff that I think we need to remember. And the first one that I've been thinking about a lot as I've been praying for us as a church is, next slide, we have to grow in our appreciation and understanding of worship. We have to grow in our appreciation and understanding of worship. And, and so I've been thinking about us and the need for us to be a worshiping people. And I woke up Monday morning to some emails, happens almost every day, and uh, a great lady in our church, her name is Charity, said, God gave me this word in the service yesterday morning, Sunday morning, for our church. But I was too shy to tell it. So I'm going to read it to you. Listen to me, O ye people. You must worship me in truth and in spirit. Worship me like never before. Worship me and watch me do great and mighty things in your midst. Worship me in humility. Worship me selflessly. Phone's having a nervous breakdown. Worship me. God is looking. God is seeking. God is searching for people who will genuinely worship him. And I fear that in our culture, we have forgotten that we come together to worship him. And sometimes our approach to worship is, do you like that song? That's, that's a little new. I don't like those new ones. That's kind of old. As if we're connoisseurs of music in church. We come together to worship him. 
And we need to have and grow in our appreciation and our understanding of the importance of worship. And so I'm thinking about all of this last night and and I read a quote from Larry Moore who has ministered here many times. And he's put this on Facebook. I read this last night about seven o'clock. When ministry becomes performance, then the sanctuary becomes a theater, the congregation becomes an audience, worship becomes entertainment, and man's applause and approval becomes the measure of success. But when ministry is for the glory of God, his presence moves into the sanctuary. And even the unsaved and lost will fall down on their face, worship God, and confess that God is among us. And he is quoting there Warren and David Wearsby. We need a fresh appreciation a fresh and deep understanding that we come together to worship him. The late Miles Monroe uh, said this, the church today needs to understand this principle. We become so caught up in planning and programs that we forget who is in charge of the church. You and I certainly will not accomplish God's plans, neither will anyone we may find to help in the work. Success comes when God comes. And until then, we are simply spinning our wheels. Page 152 of his book, The Purpose and Power of Praise and Worship. It's him. It's his presence we need. And that only, only, only comes when we come together to stop worrying about all the stuff that people who are putting on performances worry about. And we come together to honor him and we come together to worship him. We come together with a deep commitment to exalt him. That's what the church does. And if we lose sight of that, we are simply spinning our wheels. We are worshiping people. Uh, Romans chapter 12, we spent lots of time on these verses. I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, 
which is your spiritual service of worship. So there's your definition of spiritual worship. Presenting yourselves, your bodies, living, holy, sacrifice. And don't be conformed to this world. The world will try to tell us how to do church, but the church has to be the church. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So I'm heading to church on Wednesday morning. And when I'm in the truck alone, if I'm listening to something, it's CBC Radio. Now, when Donzie's with me, there tends to be a little more variety in the truck. But when I'm in the truck, it's CBC Radio. And I'm listening to a man being interviewed. And he was talking about the life change, the thing that changed his life. And he said, the thing that changed my life is when I discovered the principle of personal disinterest. The principle of personal disinterest. Well, that's an interesting phrase. He said, for a huge chunk of my life, I pursued my personal interests. And my life changed when I started discovered the principle of personal disinterest. And a lot of us spend our efforts. We're, we, we, we're not living sacrifices. We haven't died to ourselves. It's still about us. And so our feelings get... How can your feelings get hurt if you're dead? How can your feelings get hurt if you're not interested in yourself? He discovered that he's dead. He has personal disinterest. And I would suggest that the people of God need to rediscover the reality that our lives are not about ourselves. They are about him. And we come together into the house of God as the people of God to worship him to honor him to glorify him we are so thankful that you've listened in to the neighborhood church podcast if you have questions or comments about what you've heard we would love to hear from you go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.